KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. What I said at the time was, I, I understand this is new to everybody else, but it's it's been my day-to-day my whole life. It's not new to me. It's just on a bigger stage with more people watching. And honestly, once that red light comes on and, and you're doing your, your open, it just, it felt like home. Welcome to My First Day. I'm Andrew Bracken. Sports has been a major part of play-by-play announcer Beth Mullen's life for as long as she can remember. And she's been calling games in one form or another since before she was in high school. Her career took a huge leap though when, in 2017, she was asked to call a Monday night football game to open the season, becoming the first woman to broadcast a nationally televised regular season NFL game, and just the second woman to ever call one. Beth's road to Monday night football, though, started decades earlier. Here's Beth Mullins with her story of... My first day. I I grew up in Syracuse, New York, and... uh... My dad was a high school basketball coach and a teacher. And then uh, I had three brothers in the house. So we were constantly watching sports and playing sports and all the little kids in the neighborhood, boys and girls, you know, it was kickball and dodgeball and basketball and football and a little bit of everything. Uh, So that was kind of the the proving ground and the breeding ground for my, my passion and my love for sports. We would play football out in the street and play football out in the backyard all the time. Uh, But basketball was where uh, I first started. We had a hoop out in our front yard, um, out in the driveway, and we would go to all my dad's practices. And so that's where the language came most natural because I lived it. In the summertime, you know, we'd have parties at our house and it would be a lot of other coaches that would be there and just to sit around the you know the picnic table and just listen to all their stories and listen to strategy and and so basketball was naturally just a part of me and i was probably around you know eight years old seven eight years old when i was watching the nfl today show on tv and first noting you know of not just the games on but the announcers that were doing that and and when I asked my mom if I could be a sportscaster, she said, yes, you can. And so I, I started out, you know, with my dad working at, at the local high school. I was a public address announcer for our high school basketball and football games while I was still in middle school. And it was just sort of a thing that, that I did that my family got used to and all my friends got used to that as we were playing sports, I kind of had a running commentary going while I was at the plate or running the bases or catching a pass and uh, making a jump shot, just sort of working on my skills as I, as I got a little older. Growing up, I loved following the players. I loved reading the box scores in the morning paper. I loved statistics and numbers. So when my dad was not coaching the basketball team, he would be working on football games for a little extra money as the clock operator. He knew somebody who would work for cheap being his daughter, and he said, yeah, my, my, my kid will do it. I'll, I'll bring her along. She'll, she can be the PA. And so it would usually be my dad and, and one other guy who would be like operating the scoreboard, and, and I, would have, I, I would have the rosters in front of me, and I, and I would be able to announce 
uh, the, as the public address announcer at our high school games. And I can still remember Friday nights at Archie Hall Stadium at, at North Syracuse High School. I can still smell it, you know, that smell of popcorn. I can still feel the chill in the air of upstate New York in, in September and October. and uh, grabbing a soda and, and up the stairs we'd go. You had to climb like three flights of stairs to get up there. And it was this old uh, brick building and you had to open up the, you know, open up the doors for the, so you could look outside. It was wide open. So the chill, whatever, however cold it was, you had to be prepared for that as an announcer. And just great memories of, you know, learning about nuances in your voice, learning uh, contour in your voice and learning how to hit certain names and, you know, first down and 10 and just subtle things like that that you would hear on television. That would, you know, oh, she's doing a good job. Let's let her do the basketball games too. And, and so I would be uh, inside the gym and just be sitting there courtside. And I, I loved that seat. I loved that vantage point. And I said, okay, well, what's next? What was next for Beth, aside from playing basketball in college, was learning the skills of being a play-by-play announcer and building a career in a field with not a lot of female voices. I was just drawn to the play-by-play side of it, the language. I loved the efficiency of trying to describe things in a much more concise manner, trying to find the exact right word. I've always loved a good turn of phrase and alliteration. And so that was just the more natural thing for me. I loved the idea of putting my voice over the play as opposed to over the replay and sort of coloring the picture. I love the idea of sketching the outline. One of the things I think that I had to my advantage was I never wanted to do anything else. So I, I didn't mind the long hours and the, and the meager paychecks uh, and uh, eating a lot of ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was, it was the life I, I wanted. And, and there was always the confidence, the light was always at the end of the tunnel. I knew that if I could continue to work hard and get better, bigger games would come. It's not just showing up and sitting down and just talking football. I mean, you have, for the play-by-play announcer, you have names and numbers, and you you sort of put them on your board by position. You have stats, you have stories, you have quotes from coaches, quotes from players. You may be watching tape from several games to get an idea of what they do and, and what some of their strengths and weaknesses are. You're on conference calls during the week with your crew. A lot of what we do is it depends on the analyst and what they think are the keys to the game and how they think it's going to play out since they're, they're the expert on our team, if you will. I, I like to say your play-by-play announcer handles the who, what, when, and where, and your analyst handles the how and why. Tell us how and why things are happening. Why is this team winning? How does that team get back into it? And... That, that's the, the real distinction, I think, between the do, two jobs. I, I've always thought they're called the color commentator because my job is to sketch the outline and then their job is to color it in and paint. There was doubt and bumps in the road uh, when I was younger, but not, not now. Um, and I think a, a huge part of that is the trial and error that we all go through. And another thing I try and encourage with a lot of young people today, especially with everybody's got a camera and everybody is ready to jump all over you on social media if you make a mistake. But you can't be afraid to do that because I learned some 
very valuable lessons and, and most successful women in every field, you know, at one point or another, you're falling flat on your face, but it's probably not on national television and you have a chance to learn from it and bounce back and, and sort of grow from it. So there was, there was some, uh, mistakes made along the way when I was younger that I, I think really helped me out once I got Monday Night Football. Um, and once I got the NFL on CBS, there really wasn't any doubt at all. I, I had prepared for it. I was ready for it. I knew I was going to put all the work in to do it. Um, and it was just a matter of executing at that moment and sort of being ready. That's one of the challenges and one of the things I love about play-by-play is anything can happen at any time. And you have to be ready for it, and you have to be ready to say the right things while it's playing out. And that's one of the challenges I've always loved. And in my younger days, I didn't always hit it right. And, you know, by the time Monday Night Football rolls around, you feel, hey, we're, we're ready for, for whatever happens. Early in 2017, Beth got a call from ESPN asking her to announce the second game of Monday Night Football during the opening week of the NFL season, alongside former NFL head coach Rex Ryan. This would make her the first female play-by-play announcer in Monday Night Football history. You know, you celebrate a little bit, you, you, uh, you know, jump up and down a little bit, and, and then honestly, you, your, your mind immediately, the, all the training, all the repetition over the years, okay, how do I, I got to get ready for this. I got to start preparing, and, and I immediately hopped on the computer here, and, and for the rest of the day was everything NFL, okay, what, let me get last year's standings, last year's statistics. Let's start refreshing my my memory. Who, you know, what was the big, what were the big games of the year? How did the Super Bowl play out? And and you know, you start digging back through your memory banks, and, and you start preparing. We'll be back right after this. How long has it been since you saw something new in San Diego for the very first time? Well, Hornblower Cruises and Events wants to make that happen for you because you listen to the show. As a listener, Hornblower is offering a $5 discount when you use promo code MFD5D. You can have your own first day on the water, exploring beautiful San Diego. Departure info is at hornblower.com. Make your own first day. And again, just use promo code MFD5D when you buy tickets. As the start of the season drew closer, Beth continued to prepare for the big game, even doing some practice games with her broadcasting partner, Rex Ryan. Opening Monday night arrived before long. You know, you're in town for a couple of days talking with coaches and players, and, and you, you show up at, uh, at Mile High Stadium in Denver and all the history that's there. And then there's a little girl that's in the stands pregame. I'm down on the field, and she's at the game with her mom and dad, and, and she's got an ESPN T-shirt on, and she's got a homemade ESPN microphone. And she's holding a sign that says, I, you know, I want to be the next Beth Mowens. And you just kind of like, okay, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. I, I had known before, as a woman in this business, you're watched a lot more closely and your margin for error is a lot smaller. Um, and that's fine. Uh, nobody's a bigger critic uh, of me than me, so I've always been that way. And but the, he, you know, this this little girl is watching and she's paying attention, and and there's a responsibility with that because it's not you, you don't want to be, you know, the kind of trailblazer that you know blazes a new trail and says, hey, look at me, look what I've done. You you want to be that trailblazer that 
you know, turns around and says, hey, everybody else, you know, okay, come check out this view and, and look at how much farther we can go. And that's, you know, someday maybe that little girl will take it even even farther than I have. And uh, you, you, under, you get an understanding of sort of the bigger picture. What, one of the most poignant moments for me was walking into the broadcast booth. And that is sort of your... That's kind of your your sacred ground, if you will, your hallowed ground as an announcer, and that's kind of where you live, and and so it's always exciting, and you're always anxious to see how you know how is how is everything set up, what are our vantage points, you know, uh, at Mile High Stadium in Denver, there was a big batch of flowers on the counter, on the where we were working, and it was from Gail Sarens, and uh, she was the only other woman to call a game, a play-by-play announcer for a, an NBC game back in the late 80s. And so uh, she had a little a handwritten note that she had sent to me with these flowers and wishing me well. And and I had always, you know, tried to explain to people that it wasn't just Rex and I up in that booth. It was, you know, all of my teachers growing up that had encouraged me. My, my brothers were there. My, my family was there. All of my uh, college buddies that knew I had this dream and and encouraged me to do it, they were all in there. And and everybody that I had worked with over the years that had a positive impact, they were all in that booth with me. And so was Gail. What I said at the time was, I, I understand this is new to everybody else, but it's it's been my day-to-day my whole life. It's not new to me. It's just on a bigger stage with more people watching. So... You handle all the other stuff, but you never let that creep into, okay, I, I, here's the amount of time I'm at my desk. Here's the amount of time that I'm, even though we have all this other stuff in Denver, that can't infringe upon my, my alone time in the hotel room where I'm, you know, doing what I always do and, and getting myself prepared uh, for a game. And, and honestly, once that red light comes on and, and you're doing your, your open, it just, it felt like home it felt comfortable and you know once they kicked it off I I really didn't think twice about what was happening until the game was over the coach speak of you're in your zone you don't really hear a lot of the outside noise Uh, there may have been a moment you know that night where you kind of relax and and you, you know, as a producer and with Rex and our crew and you, you're high-fiving a little bit. But honestly, the next day, um, I had to fly home and I had a college game on Saturday. So I had a production meeting, uh, I think right before we took off, I, I had a production meeting in the Denver airport. And I had to start getting ready for my college game. And then I had another NFL game the following weekend. So you're, you're kind of jumping right back into it. It wasn't sort of a a one-off situation where it was standalone. You're you're getting right back to work. Though Beth quickly got back to work, she also took time to reflect on the memorable game soon after. You grow up watching Monday Night Football. It's one of the iconic franchises in television history, and and you hear the dun-dun-dun-dun, and that means something to sports fans everywhere. And so to actually hear that, and then my voice follows that, was a uh, just a, an incredible moment when I went back and, and listened to it. It's not pressure. It's not uh, anxiety. It's it's 
it was more excitement and goosebumps, you know, to be able to um, live out what you have dreamed about for so long. You, you hope that in those moments when it does happen, you're at your best, and, and it was very rewarding to, you know, watch that game back and realize that our whole team, our whole crew did a great job. You know, there's a lot of responsibility to go that goes with that, and I, I really think that my experience in football and my experience as an athlete and, and growing up in a, as a coach's kid really helped not run from that moment, but embrace that moment. Beth Mullins returns to Monday Night Football in 2018 and will be calling the late game to close out the opening week of the season, featuring the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets on ESPN. Our Instagram is at MyFirstDayStories. Our email is MyFirstDayStories at gmail.com. Thanks for this episode goes out to Christy Orolato. My First Day is produced by me, Andrew Bracken, with additional help from Melissa Diaz. Music by Beautiful Eulogy and Keen Collective. Additional music by Chris Curtis. Support for this program comes from the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund, supporting new ideas and programs for San Diego. For KPBS, Melanie Drogseth is Programming Coordinator, Nate John is Innovation Specialist, Lisa Jane Morissette is Operations Manager, Jill Linder is Programming Manager, and John Decker is Director of Programming. Thanks again for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.